At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as we're going to be taking a look at everything that we're going to be getting in Major League Baseball for Sunday. We have some time. We're going to be taking a look at the Home Run Derby as well as DraftKings. They've got a little bit of everything right now up for the Home Run Derby and. I mean, it's no shortage in terms of the menu as well. This is a bracket that's only been out for a little bit over 24 hours or so. And we've already got odds to be able to win the Derby. Obviously, that's a just a straight up one. But you've also got the Derby matchups in terms of the first round. Player with the longest home run. The straight forecast, which I believe that that's where you wind up having just the result that you think winds up happening in the end. Like, Kyle Schwarber to beat Kyle Seeger, something like that. And total number of swing-offs in the home run derby. So they really went balls to the walls on this one. You've got to absolutely love the way that they wanted up doing this. So it is going to be a lot of fun to take a look at the home run derby. And if nothing else, I'll have it up on the spreadsheet. I will have a lot of fun with this. I might not be going with the total amount of swing-offs prop with regards to that. But that said... It's always great. You would rather have too many options rather than too few. That is for sure. And you know what? Sometimes when you wind up finding a couple too many options, that's where you can find the most value as well. But let's try to be able to find some value in terms of the Sunday MLB betting board. And just a little bit of a sidebar here. If you're looking at the Brewers versus the San Francisco Giants game, you're probably going to wind up having your bet voided if you wind up having Jason Alexander as the listed starter and you wind up going in rot- or if you wind up going picture to because 
Looks like it's going to be Aaron Ashby who's going to be starting for the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, it always gets a little bit funky when you wind up getting these cir special circumstances when it comes to whether it be Aaron Ashby winding up taking the spot of Jason Alexander. And then, like, final day of the season, you wind up just seeing a whole bunch of pitching changes. A lot of guys wind up coming up from AAA for these teams that they aren't competitive whatsoever. They wind up just giving them a start for the heck of it. So, when it comes to days like... The day before the All-Star break, you will see some funky things happen. So do be not mindful and do take a look back to see who's all starting because you could wind up seeing some changes and looks like we wind up just seeing one. So just want to pass that along. But how about if we wind up going out there to the American League? This is 919-920 on the betting board. The Baltimore Orioles, mid throw, they're going to be facing off against the Tampa Bay Rays as Corey Kluber the Kalubot is going to be going for the Rays and Jordan Lyles is going to be going for Baltimore, Baltimore find themselves a underdog of between plus 135 and plus 140. And for the Tampa Bay race, going to be getting them between minus 150 and minus 155 and a total on this game of seven and a half. And when it comes to the race, they have been one of the better under teams out there in major league baseball. I do think that this one is a little bit too low. I'm going to be taking a look at this total over myself as I wind up saying this total a little bit above an eight. So even at an eight, I'd be willing to take a shot on the over. And the big reason why is because Jordan Lyles just has been a completely different pitcher home to road. At home, Jordan Lyles, sub three ERA on the road. It's a 567. And it's not just the ERA, but we know that with Camden Yards, the ballpark dimensions are vastly different this year with the pushback wall out there in the outfield. And as a result, Jordan Lyles, he has given up 13 home runs this season, 13 on the road and zero at home. So big giant discrepancy there. And you want to sing that with Jordan Lyles, Last season, while he was pitching with the Texas Rangers, he wound up giving up 38 home runs overall this season, that last season. So that is certainly a case which I do feel like he's benefiting a lot from pitching at home. And then when he winds up pitching on the road, he winds up getting exposed a little bit. But with that said, the good news for the Baltimore Orioles is that this has been one of the best bullpens in the big leagues all season long. We've seen a little bit of regression with them over the last few days, but this team still ranks number five in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. You've got so many guys like Cino Perez, Ore Lopez, Felix Batista, Dylan Tate. All these guys have a sub-265 ERA. They're in their Keegan Aiken and Joey Kribo and the Tampa Bay Rays. They are the masters of being able to utilize their bullpen as well. They're currently number seven in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. This is despite the fact that they have utilized their bullpen for right around 396 innings. That is by far the most out there in the big leagues. And they've done a good job of being able to mix a match. J.P. Fireisen who had not given up an earned run all season long, has been out for over a month for the team, and yet they've still been able to persevere with someone like a Jason Adam, giving you a sub-2 ERA, Brooks Rayleigh, Colin Pooch, both of these guys have been able to do a solid job as well, and even when you need long relief out of someone like a Ralph Garza Jr., they've been able to deliver there, but for Corey Kluber, I think it's been big for him is that you'll notice that last season, he wound up having a little bit of a tough time in terms of his command. He's always been a guy that hasn't necessarily walked a lot of guys. Last year with the New York Yankees, on giving up a little bit over three walks per nine innings, he's really been able to rein that in this season. He's been giving up fewer than two walks per nine innings, and he's got a point lower on his ERA at home rather than when he is on the road now. This is a Baltimore Orioles team that they are currently the most profitable team out there in the big leagues. If you bet on them, $100 in every one of their games with their win that we wound up seeing on Saturday, you're up a little bit over $1,750 depending upon your closing numbers. So they have been a complete machine for you, and they don't necessarily have that one super power hit or anything like that, but you've got Anthony Santander 
along with Ryan Mountcastle, who've got a combined 29 home runs thus far this season. And it's not necessarily been the world's most impressive offensive display from the Baltimore Orioles. The reason why they're covering so many of these run lines have been the good pitching, and I do think that it is a case in which they do wind up having some pretty demonstrative home and road splits because of the dimensions that we wind up seeing in Camden Yards. But for the Tampa Bay Rays, this team has also been able to do a good job of being able to keep things down at home with the Trop. It is one of the more pitcher-friendly ballparks out there in Major League Baseball, and you notice it with the Tampa Bay Rays. They're currently the number three team in the big leagues in terms of home ERA overall, so that does wind up playing a little bit of a factor, but with the Rays, they did wind up making a little bit of an acquisition to help out their offense. Christian Bethencourt, who is on the Oakland A's, a flailing Oakland A's team, they wind up bringing him in as he, along with Randy Orozarena, are both hitting between about a 245 to 260, and then you've got G-Man Joy, along with Yandy Diaz at the top of the fold, hitting above a 385 in terms of their on-base. Isaac Paredes has slowed down a little bit with the home run ball, and that's been a big thing with the Tampa Bay Rays this season as well, because with the Rays last season, when they were able to make their run, they were able to get a little bit more power than they've been able to this season. The Rays are one of your bottom teams, as a matter of fact, out there in the American League. In terms of home runs per game, they are 23rd. As a matter of fact, for the Baltimore Orioles, they're more round league average, and they've been able to have a few more home runs on the road rather than at home, but I do think that this is a solid spot for Corey Kluber to be able to deliver a good start. One of the lesser trustworthy guys for the Baltimore Orioles, in my opinion, is Jordan Lyles, so I do end up saying my total a little bit higher. I'm looking at the overhand with the race. I would rather take them on the money line rather than the run line. The Orioles have been by far your best team at being able to cover the run line in Major League Baseball thus far this season, so getting a plus 135 on the run line, I see a little bit more value in the money line, laying more like a minus 150, a minus 155-ish, rather than trying to go for the plus price on the run line. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Rays, being able to lay a little bit more of a jockey money line in this spot, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well. How about if we wind up hitting a game in which we wind up seeing this double dip just going final, and now I have a pair of tire bullpens for this one, 907-908. It is the New York Mets, and the road face off against the Chicago Cubs, as Adrian Sampson is going to be going for the Cubs and David Peterson, great last name, going to be going for the New York Mets. Mets are finding themselves in between minus 135 and seeing as high as minus 150 out there in between plus 125 and plus 130. Your price on the Cubs, and there's no total up on this game. That is because this is a game that's out there in Wrigley Field. For those that bet baseball, you wind up taking a look at things, and you notice that the bookmakers, they don't wind up posting a total typically until the early morning, there are some books that they'll post it up late at night. You're going to find a couple straight books that right around like midnight or midnight Pacific time, 1 a.m. Pacific time, that's 3 to 4 a.m. Eastern time. They'll start to post up some numbers. A lot of other books, they'll wait until like 7, 8 a.m. So you just want to take note there. But what I am seeing is that the wind is probably going to be blowing in 8 to 10 miles per hour, give or take a little bit. I am not a weatherman, and I wound up getting a C-minus in weather and climate when I went to college at the great University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, so I'm not necessarily the most trained man in terms of weather in the world, but I can wind up reading a website that winds up posting up weather trends and posts up a forecast, so looks like we're going to be having the wind blowing in, so the way that I'm taking a look at it right now is that if you wind up getting a total of 7.5 or less, I'd be taking a look at an over an 8 or higher to the underbow with David Peterson. He not only has a great last name, he has been actually very solid for the senior Mets team, and he's been very effective at being able to get swings and misses. Right around 10 strikeouts per nine innings, and for Adrian Sampson, 
I'm just waiting for the regression monster to eat this guy up and swallow him whole because this man has been giving up right around 1.7 home runs per nine innings. And he's got, ever since he wound up coming to Chicago in the 2021 campaign, a sub 3-3 ERA. And has been very wild to take a look at. Now, this year, he's been a little bit more locked in than last year. Last year, he was completely lucky. But still, over the last two years with the Chicago Cubs, a 3.03 ERA compared to a 4.75 fielding independent. He's only given up two walks per nine innings. The command has been there, but been also very fortunate on balls in play. It's not like he's terrible at getting strikeouts, but he only gets right around 7.2 punch outs per nine innings. Many people might remember the 2020 season in which he's wound up spending out there in the KBO for the Lotte Giants, where he wound up having a five-ish ERA and is somehow, some way resurfaced here in the big leagues and has been able to do a solid job. But with this Chicago Cubs team as well, you do have quite a few guys who are able to get on base. Christopher Morrell, Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, all these guys are north of a 260. And you do have Patrick Wisdom, who's been able to go deep 17 times thus far this season, but also with Patrick Wisdom. He's on pace for well north of 200 strikeouts. It has been an issue. And for the New York Metropolitans, got quite a few guys being able to get on base. Brandon Nimmo, Marcana, Pete Alonso, all in between about a 265 to a 275. You wind up having Alonso lead the big leagues in terms of home runs per game on the road. And thus far this season, he is currently leading the lake in terms of RBI. So I do think that these guys are going to be able to supply the boom. But we're going to get into it a little bit on the other side with these bullpens and why got to have a little bit of caution with them, and I do think that that's going to be playing a big part with this one, and we're going to be taking a look moving forward at what we're all getting in the MLB for Sunday. That is coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're taking a look at everything that we're going to be getting in Major League Baseball on Sunday. And we'll get you guys up to date on the lone game that we're still sweating out as well here on this Saturday. It is the LA Dodgers currently in the lead. On the LA Angels by a count of 7 to 0. It has not been going the Angels' way tonight, and right now they are trying to be able to scratch across any sort of runs on Julio Arias, as it's currently bottom of the sixth, one out. And you, for the Angels, they do have men on first and third base, so they are starting to threaten him. Very significant when it comes to the total, as this is one that wanted closing at an 8.5. So, got to figure that to be able to get an over, you probably want the Angels to try to get at least one run across to be able to help out that cause so we'll take a look at what we're getting there as we wind up going along but that said we're taking a look at Mets 
versus the Chicago Cubs for this Sunday. And when it comes to both of these bullpens, they've both been a little bit shaky, especially that of the Chicago Cubs. Now, the Cubs were able to rise up and didn't have the worst bullpen performance here on Saturday in a pair of games. But both teams actually did a very solid job. And for the Cubs, they've been able to rise out of the bottom five in terms of bullpen ERA. They're now up to 24th in terms of bullpen ERA because they've got a 434. Meanwhile, for the Mets, it's been a little bit all over the place. Edwin Diaz has been a very good closer for this bunch. They did wind up having to use up a lot of their long guys like Colin Holderman along with Yoan Lopez to be able to close out game number two. But by and large, they've been able to do a relatively okay job. Adam Adovino did wind up getting used up in game one. That's going to be a little bit of an issue for this team. So you got to take a look at these starting pitchers and figure that you're going to need to have one of these guys wind up eating quite a few innings to be able to help out with a little bit of a lower total. As of right now, we've got a total that is currently off the board. I want up setting mine to where a 7.5 or less. I will be taking a look at an over and an 8 or higher to the under. I'd be relatively surprised if we wind up getting a 7.5 or less. That's just me speaking aloud here, though. But when it comes to David Peterson, I do think that with the way that he's been able to do a little bit of a better job with command, he might be able to do so. Now, overall for the season, David Peterson has been a little bit up and down in terms of being able to locate as he's been giving up right around four walks per nine innings, but it's been able to improve a little bit as the season's been able to go along. And really that swing and miss off with north of 10 punch outs per nine innings should be able to carry him in this matchup. So I'm liking the Mets here. I'm willing to lay up to a minus 155 with them. And when it comes to what we're seeing right now, we've actually seen a little bit of a drop with regards to Mets numbers. So I think that that winds up making this just pretty much a scenario of all the betters right now. A lot of places have this more on a minus 135. So going to be taking a look at the New York Mets in the spot. And I am also going to be taking a look at this total when it's coming on the AM. Like I said, seven and a half or less looking at an over an eight or higher to the under. Wound up touching upon this game a little bit in our number two. Let's wind up being able to polish it off. 9-13, the Diamondbacks and the San Diego Padres with Mike Clevenger going for the Padres and Merrill Kelly on the bump for the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks. They find themselves anywhere between about plus 135 to plus 140 underdogs. Meanwhile, with the Padres, going to be getting them in between about a minus 150 to a minus 160 with a total of 7.5. And mentioned that I like the 7.5 over in our number two. Wound up diving into that a little bit. But I mean, a big reason why I do like this total over is because I think that you've got a relatively good spot here with the Arizona or with the San Diego Padres because they've done a good job of being able to just have guys reach base in general. Now, it is a Padres team that. They've got some interesting home and road splits of their own, and really both of these teams do, because with the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've been able to generate about a home run and a half per game on the road. That ranks in the top five in the MLB, and for the San Diego Padres, on the road, they've been averaging a little bit over five runs per game. They have, as a matter of fact, in terms of runs per game, are number three in the big leagues in terms of runs generated. Meanwhile, at home, they are last in the National League in terms of runs per game with right around 3.6, but you've been able to have a few guys yeah, rise up, help this team out. Jose Azucar throwing there. Jake Cronenworth, Awesome Kim, all these guys in between about a 235 to a 245. So they've been able to do a solid job with that regard. And then you've got Manny Machado. They will give you a double-digit amount of homers. He's hitting above a 300. And a big concern that you got with this Arizona Diamondbacks team has been the bullpen all season long as they're currently ranking 26th in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. Got a couple guys like Kyle Nelson. You're able to throw in there. Joe Manatipoli, their all-star. These guys posting up a sub-3 ERA, but when you wind up getting down to like J.B. Wendell, Ken, Mark Melanson, these guys just have not been able to find it this year. And on the flip side for the San Diego Padres, they're only 17th in terms of bullpen ERA themselves. Isabel Crisman 
one of their more trustworthy guys. He wound up having to come out of the bullpen on Saturday, but I do think that you've got a guy in Mike Clevenger that should be able to lead the Padres to victory in this spot, and I do think that it's an Arizona Diamondbacks team that they're starting to run out of steam a little bit after what we wound up seeing in the early part of the season because the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're really able to power their way to a lot of victories by just really good starting pitching in general when Zach Gallon was firing all cylinders. Madison Baumgartner has really been going straight down the toilet bowl a little bit as well. He wound up having a not-so-great start against the San Diego Padres. And as a matter of fact, really his bugaboo team has been the San Diego Padres out for Merrill Kelly. He's actually been able to perform at his best recently. Two runs or fewer surrendered in four out of his last five starts. So that has been relatively solid for this bunch. But with that said, it is a guy in Merrill Kelly that overall for his career does wind up having a ERA on the road right around 1.2 points higher rather than at home. And I do think that that's going to rear its ugly head in this spot for the Padres. Won't lay up to about a minus 170 in terms of this money line. I don't necessarily want too much of the run line since even though I do like the over of 7.5, I still think that it's going to be a relatively lower scoring game. So my total at 7.8. So I'll be looking at the Padres in this spot to go along with that total over. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier. We do have a lot of props up when it comes to home run derby. We'll just take a little bit of a quick dive on this one as right now I'm going through this myself. For those of you guys that subscribe to the baseball betting show, wherever you get your podcast, help a podcast, Google Play, list goes on and on. I go through everything in baseball every single day. I will have a nice in-depth look at this a little bit over 24 hours from now. We're going to have it up for it pretty much midnight Pacific Monday morning for you guys to be able to fire in on the home run derby. As a matter of fact, I'm going through right now, taking a look at a lot of these first round matchups and where I do find a little bit of value right now is a Corey Seager versus Julio Rodriguez matchup. Right now we're seeing in a lot of books, this be relatively a pick at DraftKings, right now I'm seeing Corey Seager a minus 110 and Julio Rodriguez a plus 126. And I do think that when it comes to experience in the home run derby, it does wind up meaning a little bit of something. Corey Seager wound up actually going at it in the home run derby during the 2016 season. For those that remember the name Mark Trumbo, he wound up losing to him in the first round of the home run derby, which it feels like Mark Trumbo wound up playing baseball about 57 million years ago. It's one of those things in which if you want to use the Star Wars gif of, that's a name I haven't heard in a very, very long time. Mark Trumbo certainly fits under that bill. But that said, I do think that you got a little bit of value with Corey Seager in round one. And right now, if you're taking a look at the MOB odds via BetMGM, this is just to be able to win the whole shebang. You've got Pete Alonso at a plus 190. You've got Kyle Schwarber at plus $3 from there. Juan Soto is at plus $6. Ronald Cunha Jr. plus $7. Corey Seager is at 9 to 1. Julio Rodriguez 10 to 1. Jose Ramirez 15 to 1. And Albert Pools at 2,000. So plus 2,000, 20 to 1. And I mean, the least value here, in my opinion, is actually Albert Pools. I just don't know how a guy that old is going to be able to make it through that many rounds and just continue to be able to hit bombs. I mean, it's great that Albert Pools is still around to be able to play baseball, but this is a man that is not in great physical condition. If you take a look at MLB stats savant and you take a look at sprint speeds of so many of these guys, and I mean, obviously it doesn't have too much to do with just overall power, but sprint speeds, it does typically mean a little bit of something in terms of endurance and in terms of just physical health over pools along with the Audi or Molina are like the bottom of the list. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't think that Albert Pools, even if he winds up being able to survive in advance in round one, I want to making him a plus 315 underdog against Kyle Schwarber. In a lot of places, I'm finding this a little bit north of $2 on Kyle Schwarber. I think that if you're able to get anything of minus 300 or less, Kyle Schwarber is worth a look there. But I do think that it's going to be a little bit rough for him. I, I want to putting it to where Pete Alonso is right around a 29 to a 30% chance to be able to win another home run derby. So plus 190, I don't see a lot of value there. I think that it should be a little bit closer to a plus 245. But Corey Seager at 9-1, to one, it just feels a little bit disrespectful because I do think that he has a chance against Julio Rodriguez. And whoever winds up coming out that Julio Rodriguez versus Corey Seager matchup, I do think that they've got a little bit of a solid chance. Jose Ramirez at 15-1. to one. I do think that maybe you've got a little bit of value out on Jose Ramirez. He just wound up getting a pretty not-so-great draw with regards to the bracket itself as well. So I do think that that's going to be holding him back a little bit. Juan Soto at 6-1. I think that that one winds up sounding relatively correct. He does have a little bit of experience, but I don't know whether all the contract negotiations and that being brought up during All-Star Weekend is going to be able to be a hindrance or if that's going to help him out a little bit more. I think that it's probably going to be a net neutral personally, but where I'd be taking a look right now, I think that your best value as of right now, just a little bit of a quick glance, I'm going to be able to have a little bit more of a deep dive in a few hours, but Craig Seager at 9-1. I think that you've got relatively good value. He's really heated up here for the Texas Rangers recently. I think that he should be able to overcome Julio Rodriguez. So I think that at 9-1, you've got good value there. And at a minus 110 in that matchup against Julio Rodriguez, I think that that should be a little bit closer to a minus 125. Got to get set for the upcoming NFL season. We shall be doing a little bit more of that next right here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Call this year's Derby and you could win big in the T Mobile Home Run Derby prediction pool. Enter and take your swing at a share of $25,000 in total cash prizes and a trip to the World Series presented by Capital One. Visit DraftKings.com T Mobile to make your free predictions. T Mobile, we deliver outstanding wireless service experiences, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions do apply to for details. As it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Esports Betting Network, and we've been talking a lot about baseball tonight, and have no fear. In the final segment, we're going to be hitting the baseball board as I've got my DK Nation pick for Sunday before we wind up getting into the All-Star break weekend, and hey, I'll keep it going for the home run derby and also the all-star game itself. Now, this goes without saying, it is not the time the home run derby to wind up having like Max Whale play bets where they wind up posting up on Twitter. Oh, this is one in which you wind up dumping the rent on in terms of like the under in the all-star game or something like that, that this is not the time to do that. This is more or less trying to be able to upgrade from like maybe a modest breakfast to a little bit of a nicer breakfast sort of money. So, I mean, don't wind up going absolutely crazy with regards to the All-Star game. I have no fear. Baseball and more normal games, they will be back within the next few days. So, have no fear there. And if you can't find a lot of baseball, well, the football season, it's starting to get going. You've got a lot of win totals to be able to fire in on. And today on the show, 
Take a look at the NFC North. We want to touch upon the Bears' win total in quite a bit of depth with Dwayne Clucci in our number one. If you want to missing that, vison.com slash podcast along the VEASAN Best Bets feed. We got you covered there. Want to going in a little bit on the Packers and the Vikings, but the one team that I've neglected for thus far, Ed, I mean, speak of neglect, the team that has been probably the most neglected in the NFL over the last, we're going to call it 60 or so years, that be the Detroit Lions. I think that we owe them just a little bit of time because, I mean, if you wanted betting on the Lions last year on the money line, it didn't go great for you. On the spread, not too bad. On the money line, not great at all. But that said, you do take a look at this Detroit Lions team, and you got a season win total of a 6.5. The over is minus 115, and the under is minus 105. And the schedule doesn't set up badly. The problem is you still have to go up against the Green Bay Packers, which looks like two losses. You go up against the Minnesota Vikings. That looks like two losses. I just think that the Bears and the Lions just wind up splitting their season series. And then it really comes down to the back half of the schedule because it's a little bit front-loaded. You wind up playing against the Philadelphia Eagles in week one. I know that they're a polarizing team, but they're not on par with the Eagles at this point. They have to play against Washington Commanders. I think that there's a chance that they could be able to win that game Against the Seattle Seahawks in week four, solid chance of a win there. At the Vikings, at the Patriots, they probably wind up starting out one and four. And then you wind up having to go at the Dallas Cowboys and to drop them to one and five. You wind up having to play against the Miami Dolphins, a possible chance at a win. But then you go up against the Green Bay Packers, that's a loss. At the Bears, that's a loss. Now things wind up getting interesting from there. After, I would say through their first nine games, they probably wind up going two and seven. You wind up going on the road against the Giants and... I do recognize that it's a road game, but that's a winnable game. Against the Bills, forget it. That, that, there's no chance that that winds up happening. But against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which nobody seems to know what we're going to be getting whatsoever out of the Jacksonville Jaguars, we all love Trevor Lawrence. But at the same time, is Trevor Lawrence going to be able to rise up this year? Is it going to take another year or two since this is technically his rookie season because he was coached by a complete and utter buffoon that should have never gotten the job in the first place last season? But I'll let you know how I really feel a little bit later. But... That said, it's going to be a little bit of a horse apiece situation, but they probably wind up entering in a week 14 with four wins, and then you wind up wrapping up with the Vikings at home, at New York against the Jets, at Carolina against the Panthers, and then against the Bears and the Packers. That is where things really wind up getting interesting. If anything, I would take a look at the under because it feels like they're more likely to get to six rather than seven, but... I expect this team to once again be sort of like those thorns in your side that you're able to get through, but it's just a big, giant annoyance in general. Sort of like maybe you wind up taking a jog and you're on a little bit of a gravel road. You get a few pieces of gravel, but you're able to get through it. That's the Detroit Lions. I do think that they're going to be a pesky bunch, and I know that there are a lot of people that are very, very sour on Jared Goff. I've never understood quite the hate for Jared Goff. No, this guy is not a supreme quarterback. This is not the guy that you want to be building around or anything like that. Jared Goff isn't terrible, though. I mean, with Jared Goff, he completed 67% of his passes, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions with what he wound up having around him. That's not bad. I mean, it's far from great, but it's not terrible. I mean, you take a look at the guys that he wound up throwing to. DeAndre Swift wound up missing quite a few games last season. Jamal Williams was injured. You wound up having absolutely nobody being able to catch balls for the team. I mean... You take a look at the receiving court for this team, and TJ Hawkinson was the number two receiver 
for the team last season, and he wound up playing in 12 games. So, I mean, really one of the better tight ends out there in the NFL, and he didn't even wind up having him for five games. That wound up being a big, giant issue for them. They do wind up bringing in DJ Chark, which winds up giving this team a little bit more on the outside. Now, Jamison Williams is really going to need to step up for this team, and it's an offensive line that it's gotten better. They wound up drafting Penny Sewell last season, so they've got actually a team up front that it's not terrible. I've got my question marks when it comes to this defense, so I, that's really where Dan Campbell's going to need to go to work. He's a guy that was talking about biting off kneecaps and everything like that. You're going to need this team to play out of their minds on the defensive side of things because you just don't really have a lot when it comes to being able to rush a passer. Michael Brockers is someone that has just not been great the last few seasons. Jeff Ukuda wound up missing so much of the season last year. I mean, he was a top five pick in 2020, and he wound up playing in a whopping one game last season. So that really wound up setting him behind the eight ball. How he winds up coming back, that is going to be a big, giant question mark for this team as well. So I do think that there is room for improvement, but with the Detroit Lions, it's just a little bit of a roll of the dice as to what's going to be happening in some of those 50-50 games. And just take a look at the Lions last season. They probably should have had more than the amount of wins that they wound up having last season because they wind up losing on last-second field goals against the Minnesota Vikings, which the Minnesota Vikings cannot hit a game-winning field goal against anyone except for the Detroit Lions. You wind up seeing what wound up happening against the Baltimore Ravens, where literally a record-setting field goal wound up setting them to a defeat. They were right there in that game on the road against the Cleveland Browns. They wind up tying against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They lose by two at home against the Chicago Bears. I believe that the Towel Boys wanted playing a game against them, and that wanted being a close one. So, I mean, every single game that the Detroit Lions wanted playing, they wanted not going their way. But I do think that there's a little bit of an upside with them. So, I do think that if I'd be looking anywhere, I'd be looking at them a little bit more to the under rather than the over. But I think that they're going to be one of those teams that they wind up being able to cover a lot of games on the spread. And we wind up seeing some of these teams every single year. It feels like there's one or two. The Cincinnati Bengals during Joe Burrow's rookie year, when Joe Burrow was actually out there because once he wound up getting hurt, that was a little bit of a calamity, but he was actually out there. It was a team that they were close. They weren't winning games outright, but they were able to cover spreads. The Detroit Lions, they were exhibit A of this last season. They were very close. They weren't able to win games outright, but you know what? They were lingering right there on the spread. I don't know necessarily who that team is going to be this year outside the Detroit Lions because if you're looking at more of the, shall we say, bad teams in the league, I don't think that that's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. I think that they are going to be the worst team in the league. I was talking about this with Dan Titus of the Action Network a couple of days ago. If you're looking for a prop for worst team in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons are not a bad look because I think that it's going to be cataclysmically bad for them. At the very least, the Detroit Lions, it feels like they've got a little bit of upside. You know that they're going to fight very hard. I don't know what to make out of the New York Jets right now. You're finding them as a six-point underdog week number one against the Baltimore Ravens, and I mean, we've got the whole situation that's going on with their starting quarterback, and maybe he's going to get a little bit more respect this season. We do not know what's going to be happening with Zach Wilson, but I can't place faith in a guy that wound up having a touchdown-to-interception ratio that was sub-one last season. He really didn't show a lot of promise in general, though they do wind up getting a few more weapons for them. So if you're looking for a prime candidate to once again be one of those teams that they're going to be a big underdog in a lot of spots, but they're going to be able to cover a lot of games, but maybe not win them outright. I would say that once again, 
the Detroit Lions, they wind up finding themselves as candidate number one on that list, which is so interesting because they were right there last year. And certainly when it comes to candidate number one, it is not the Chicago Bears as well. I actually think if you're going to have to take one of these overs between the Bears and the Detroit Lions, because both of these teams are set at a six half, I'd feel better about the Lions rather than the Chicago Bears, because I'm just not sold on Justin Fields being a starting quarterback in this league. You've got a new GM. You've got a new coach. Justin Fields just was not done right by the coaching regime. That was their last season as well. So I do think that it's going to be a long year for the Bears. Probably going to be a long year for the Lions as well. So I look at a six and a half under, but once again, I think that the number probably should be six. And in the final segment, I'm going to give you guys what I think the number should be for the DK Nation pick. I'm going to give you guys what I'm going to be writing up over there on the diamond for Sunday and just give you guys what I all like for this last Sunday before the All-Star break right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. Sign up today, and for only $19, you get everything that VSIN has to offer. Now, until the end of July, sign up today, and you'll be able to get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's MLB Daily Best Bets, NFL preseason coverage, along with premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR also comes with it. If you want the full VEASAN experience, this includes daily best bet emails, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, and use of our betting tools and live video stream. Cost is just $19 to be a subscriber. Now through July 31st, you will sign up at VEASAN.com slash summer. As it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. It is starting to be sort of the dog days of summer, for lack of a better term. But with that said, we've still got a lot to be able to take a look at as we've got a jam-packed slate of baseball for this Sunday. And we're going to be running through what I've got with regards to my DK Nation pick in a second. Just going to get you guys up to date with regards to the battle for Los Angeles. Angels were able to scratch across one run. It is now 7-1. We're in the top of the eighth inning. If you're taking a look at this thing live, the live money line on the Dodgers that is at minus 9,000. So clearly they are a pretty big favorite. And honestly, if I were to take anything, I would say that the Dodgers probably blow this less than 1% of the time. So honestly, it's not even necessarily the worst. I guess you got value in general, though I never recommend laying minus 9,000 here. But with that said, certainly a case in which the Dodgers are in pretty good shape. More importantly, if you've got the total, you need one more to be able to push this one over. And Caleb Ferguson, it looks like, is going to be coming out for the bottom of the eighth for the L.A. Dodgers. So we're going to be taking a look there. And if we wind up finding a score, I will let you guys know. But that said, how about if we wind up going with the DK Nation pick for Sunday? And we wind up going with the team that is on the longest win streak out there in the big leagues, 927-928. It is the Texas Rangers. They're going to be playing against the Seattle Mariners with Chris Flexen. Going for the Mariners and Glenn Otto. He is going to be on the bump for Texas. Texas finding themselves as a underdog here. Anywhere between about a plus 115 to a plus 120. And when it comes to the Seattle Mariners, you're going to be getting them anywhere between about a minus 130 to a minus 135. And total on this game is 9. And when it comes to the total, I want to saying this as an 8.2. That is going to be by DK and pick. I also do like the Texas Rangers here. On the money line, it is a Mariners team that 
they certainly have been a rolling, but Chris Flexen always has been a guy that has been, in my opinion, a little bit perplexing. I feel like he's pitched a little bit better than, or in terms of the ERA, and has been given a little bit more credit than how he's been able to pitch thus far this season. And for Flexen, he does come in relatively hot. In his last seven starts, he's posted up an ERA of a 288, but if you take a look at Flexen, he's very much a pitcher contact guy. And he's been able to reverse his home and road splits from last season. Last year, he was a better pitcher while he was at home rather than on the road. It's not too much of a difference this year, but this year he's been a little bit better when he's been on the road with right around about a 3.75-ish ERA compared to a 3.9 at home. And if you take a look at the fielding independent, it's about a half point higher rather than his ERA. He is a pitcher contact guy that's given up right around nine and a half hits per nine innings. Opponents overall being a 2.67 off of him. And what has concerned me a little bit with Flexen is the walk. Says last season he was given up right around two walks per nine innings. That is ballooned to 3.2. Thus far this season, he's still given up right around one home run for nine innings, and he's going up against the Texas Rangers lineup that they're in the top 10 in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. So they've been able to do a good job of being able to supply the boom, and one of those guys that is going to be out there for the home run derby, Corey Seager, he has really been the headliner for this bunch. He's been able to do a good job being able to hit over 20 home runs thus far this season. And for the Rangers, you've got a lot of like-minded bats out there. A lot of guys hitting between, I would say, about a 235 to 250. Josh Smith. Seager, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Marcus Simeon, you're able to throw in there even something like an Adelise Garcia. So these guys have been relatively solid. And for the Seattle Mariners, it's been a squad that has really been doing this all via pitching over the last 14 games. So their win streak plus one game, they have given up three runs or fewer in 11 of them, four runs or fewer in 12 of those contests. You do have Ty France, who's been able to do a good job being able to get on base. Hitting north of 300, he should be in the all-star game if you ask me, but... Unfortunately, my opinion apparently does not count because they left him off the roster, but you've also got Eugenio Suarez. He's been able to do a good job along with Julio Rodriguez. I'll be able to go deep. Both of these guys have been able to give you 16 home runs. Both of these guys between a 330 and a 335 on base as well. J.P. Crawford has went down the tubes a little bit, but when it comes to the bottom of the Seattle Mariners lineup, they typically feature guys that, shall we say, are not doing a great job of being able to get on base. Abraham Toro, Cal Raleigh, Dylan Moore. All these guys running a 205 or lower when Justin Upton has been getting at bats. He has not been able to do a solid job of being able to get on base himself. But I do like what both of these bullpens wind up bringing to the table for the Seattle Mariners ever since June 5th. So over the last, we're going to call it seven weeks, they have the number one bullpen in the big leagues as they have posted up a 243 ERA. No team has better than a 279 ERA in that time span. And over the last three days, this winds up shrinking all the way to a buck 83. Some of these guys, like an Andres Munoz, you're able to throw in there Diego Castillo. These guys that had north of five ERA through the first month, month and a half of the season, they've been able to shrink those to a sub two ERA. Paul Seawald has been able to give you some solid innings. And then for the Texas Rangers, we have seen a little bit of regression with this bullpen over the last three days. They've been posting up right around 4-2 ERA. Much of that was due to their series against the Baltimore Orioles, where things just wound up going completely haywire. Past that, things have been relatively solid for them. You have seen Dennis Santana have ZRA go from about a buck fifty to a little bit north of a two fifty over the last three days. But Brock Burke has a sub two ERA. Matt Moore, who used to be a starter, used to be able to give you an ERA that is hovering right in the neighborhood of about a two ish. So these two guys have been able to do a solid job. They are dealing with Joe Barlow being on the injured list, but they do have guys that are able to give them some length as a result as well. And then you do take a look at what you're able to get out of Glenn Otto. And he's been just unlucky in his right around season half at the big league level. He wound up getting a call up 
a little bit late last season. Overall, ERA is north of a 6, but if you take a look at the fielding independent, it's about 2.2 points lower rather than his 6.60 ERA. He does a good job of being able to get some solid swings and misses in his year plus up there at the big league level. He's been able to get a little bit over 8 strikeouts per 9 innings. The big bugaboo for him this season has been the walks. He's been giving up 5 walks per 9 innings. I do think that he's going to be able to rein it in a little bit in terms of the command. This is a Mariners team now, to their credit, that they do a solid job of being able to draw some walks. They are a bunch that they wind up being able to get right around a walk every 9.5% of their at-bats. That ranks in the top 8 in the big leagues, but I do think that with Texas, they're going to be able to do a solid job with their bullpen, and we've been just seeing a lot of low-scoring games in general with the Seattle Mariners in the streak. I do think that Glenado is going to be able to come out, going to be able to lend a relatively solid start for a Texas Rangers team that they've been relatively consistent home to road in terms of just pretty much all their metrics, and I do think that the Mariners streak winds up coming to an end on Sunday, so I'm going to be taking a look at the Rangers getting a plus price on the money line, but what I'm really going to be writing up for DK Nation, I do like this total under. Chris Flexen has been much better on the road this year rather than last year. I think that that's a big factor in this one, so I'm going to be taking a look at an under personally, and I am going to be taking a look at what we're going to be getting with the Texas Rangers getting a plus price. Going to be taking a look at them on the money line, and then when it comes to home run derby as well, I'll probably be on a Texas Ranger as well. As right now, we are starting to see books be able to populate these home run derby odds, and I feel like Corey Seager is being a little bit undervalued right now. In a lot of books, you're able to find them in that neighborhood of right around like 9-1, to 10-1, to 1, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I do think that Corey Seager, you should be able to get past his matchup against Julio Rodriguez. And if you're looking at these home run derby matchups, right now seeing these posted up at DraftKings, Pete Alonso in round number one against Ronald Acuna Jr. Alonso's minus 185, Acuna is a plus 155. Kyle Schwarber's minus 265 to Pools, a plus 220. Corey Seager and Julio Rodriguez, the most pick matchup out there with Seager. You're finding him at a minus 110. Julio Rodriguez, a minus 115. And Juan Soto, minus 180 to a plus 145. When it comes to Jose Ramirez, I feel like Corey Seager should be a little bit more of a favorite in this spot. I sent him a little bit north of a minus 125. So I do think that Corey Seager has some relatively solid value in this spot just in the round one matchup. And then from there, I think that whoever winds up winning in Rodriguez versus Corey Seager, they've got a good shot to be able to make the final. Now, I do recognize that Pete Alonso is a sizable favorite. Right now at DraftKings, you're able to find him at right around 2-1 to one at BetMGM. At last check, he was at a plus 190. And then Kyle Schwarber at anywhere between plus $3 and plus $3.30. DraftKings has a plus $3.30. BetMGM has plus $3. Not a lot of value there. I do like these guys that... They're a little bit more nimble. They're able to do a good job with their training. Pete Alonso, he was able to really overcome last season because he was actually training out in elevation in the state of Wyoming. So that wound up translating very well to Coors Field. This is going to be out there in Los Angeles. So with Corey Seager, he does have a little bit more of a feel of Dodger Stadium. So I think that that winds up giving him a little bit more value. I felt like Corey Seager has right around about a 13, 14% chance of being able to win this. If you look at implied odds, I think they should be closer to about a 640, 650 underdog shot. Right now, you're finding them in a lot of books at 9-1. to So I do think that you've got some relatively solid value with Corey Seager, especially if you're looking a little bit more for a less juicy play, a little bit more of an equal spread, him being able to take down Julio Rodriguez in round one. So I guess we wound up going with the Texas special here in the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience or right here at Beeson Long. Not just a Texas special. We've got you covered with a little bit of everything. Certainly going to be an interesting final round of the Open Championship as well. And we've got you covered with everything in terms of golf, 
MLB, getting set for the NFL season, on and on. Here at VEASAN, the Sports Banking Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare we are the voice of nascar the green flag is in the air and we are underway the great american race the motor racing network NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 